Streets and Scholars, Alex Alonso, and the mayor is in the house today for another episode of Streets and Scholars. And uh, before we get into it with Munchie B, I want to let everybody know we are streaming on all platforms, iHeart, Google, um, Apple, and uh, all of the podcast platforms. But let me remind you guys, if you're listening to us on the Apple podcast, please leave us a rating and review. And I'll be sure to tap in with all those comments on the Apple podcast platform and tap in with the Streets and Scholars Instagram page. That's streets.and.scholars. And I got my boy Munchie B from out the eye, from out the city of champions, from um, what's that? What's that line you have uh from where the ancestors on Manchester oh, yeah. are. <laughs> that, that's a cold line. I'm the on Manchester with my ancestors. I'm on Manchester with my ancestors, man. Hey, 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 how you doing, man? I'm Gucci. What's going on, man? Hey, man, it's always good to see you in good spirits, man, because I know you've been through a lot during the past decade of your life, but, man, you always seem to be in good spirits. But I know sometimes, man, sometimes I guess things do, do feel down because of everything you went through, man. Oh, yeah. I don't cry over spill milk. I step over it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, that's incredible. I, I had an uncle when I was a little kid. Uh, he was paralyzed. And I, when I was born, uh, he was in a wheelchair already. And he was always the happiest man in the room. And I'm, I used to say when I was four, five, and six years old, he died when I was six. I used to be like, damn, Uncle Jimmy, he's the happiest man in this motherfucking room. And he can't walk, you know? And he never really showed that. Yeah, no, nah, I, I just I just gotta uh keep keep good spirits. I got I got kids and all that stuff. I'm you know what I'm saying? I'm down and letting letting what happened X amount of years mess with me and then I'm affecting them, you know what I'm saying? I can't be doing all that shit. Oh yeah, that's real talk, man, because you gotta also be be there and, and show the, strength I'm for the, those the leader of my family, two daughters, that's Ohama, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I ain't got time to be, you know. Yeah, man, um I just wanna say I miss my uncle Jimmy. Uh he passed in nineteen seventy six. When I was six years old, I ain't never forgot him. He was only in my life for like a couple of years. I only have like two years of memories of the guy, but I always think about him um, from uh, back in the day. But hey, man, you got um, you got this podcast going, man. Rich at heart. Everybody's tapping in. Everybody's loving it, man. Uh, tell me how that's going. Shout out Mariah, Mariah Hayes. It's going cool. Everybody f- giving a feedback. They messing with it. We covering all topics. We just ain't being boxed in rappers we got ron ron come tell his story you know what i mean because he got a story to tell you know what i'm saying so i i've been loving it though and then i'm getting recognition in a different like this go around you know what i'm saying everybody like oh okay you doing you doing a podcast i'm i'm i'm, I'm effing with it versus i only did some some stupid shit on the other side and i'm getting passed on the back for that so yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm happy with the podcast for sure. I think that was a let's talk about that interview. Um, that's a very powerful interview. It was very powerful when Skip Townsend had you guys on his platform, um, because as you said in the interview, you're from the other side of the chat, the tracks. You know, you're from the city of Champions. He's on the other side in the Crenshaw High Park area. Really, are bordering sections. Even though this is two different cities, it's bordering neighborhoods literally bordering neighborhoods that have been going at it with each other probably for 45 going on 50 years uh somewhere around there you know this probably started in the mid early to mid 70s and to have ron ron not just any old guy from over there but to have ron ron on the podcast what was that like uh it it was cool and 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 if i am 
going to interview somebody from that, uh, you know, from the other side, period. I, rather, I, I would much rather it be somebody that got some respect respect over there, you know what I'm saying? And they've been through, been through something that I, I respect. I don't want to be across with somebody that I ain't really respecting like that, you know what I'm saying? I know he done been through it then, you know, like you said, him and uh, we met through Skip. And then, you know what I'm saying, we, 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 we just, we just hit it off though, cause he cool peoples, man. I, I rock around, around, and he genuine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you was on there with Skip, Skip was sort of like mediating, kind of like the middle guy between the conversation. But when you had him on Rich at Heart, it was really just like a like a one on one with Mariah, you know, throwing in some questions too, which was like a, a whole different type of energy that you guys had on that episode. Yeah, but like I said, like when I'm in the pen and I'm with uh, Rolling Sixties or whatever dudes from the other side. We gotta coexist with each other, or we talking because we we here. We can't go nowhere. You know what I'm saying? You can sell over from me or something. But now he pulled up. It's by option. I'm interviewing him, and we dialoguing and we chopping it up. You know what I'm saying? And then we got our own relationship also. You know what I'm saying? But I'm in the free world where it's, where it's, it's, it's by option. I ain't forced to be side by side with him because it's on with the Hispanics. Or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for yeah, sure. But no, I rock I rock around around here. He, he, he a real one for, for sure. And I know he he actually really appreciated that interview with you. I mean, I've, I spoke to him, you know, one-on-one after, and he he really liked the vibe, the questions. It's, it's, a, it's different from he did a Kev Mack interview and he did a Spider Loke interview. And those interviews kind of were geared towards more him being a 60, him being a crip. But with you, it was sort of like just a whole different type of conversation. Like a, a lifestyle interview, you know what I'm saying? Him coming home, he he then went to uh, France since he been home, you know what I'm saying? Was out there for 10 days. So he, he, he working and he out here, like it's more to talk about than the jail chapter. We didn't heard that in the other interviews, you know what I'm saying? I heard about him squabbling the Playboys, him going, you know what I'm saying, to the pen and, the, the the stories at the word on wheels when they getting down with the schoolyards and I heard about all that but you know what I'm saying going to tap into something different because it's it's more than that he's been home for some years now so he got more to talk about his memoirs you know what I mean because he had a journal while he was in prison come on me about to try to put that into a movie form and then that's how the whole birth of a crib thing came up and they thought let's do the story with Raymond Washington you know what I'm saying which he's the nephew you know what I mean so like it's, it was more to talk about other than just the the regular, regular 60, 60 talk, you know what I'm saying? Everybody know you from 6-0. Yeah, briefly talk about, like, what were the responses from people who you knew, who you grew up with from your area after the Ron Ron interview dropped? Oh, I had good responses. I had good responses, and, and a lot of people, like, uh, proud of me that I was able to sit there and communicate, you know what I'm saying? And then the the the, the type of interview, that, like you said, that we gave, it was different. I got good reviews. Yeah, shout out to Ron Ron, man. And, and what's crazy is Ron Ron's already now been on my platform three times. He did the Spider Loke interview on Facts Over Feelings. He did your Rich at Heart episode. And then he sat down to do an official street TV. So that's crazy. I've, I've had Ron Ron on here three times in like one month. Yeah, and then I I, I, I wanted to make sure to stay away from the typical. Everybody wanted to know about the Brick Baby 600 uh, cowboy stuff. You know what I mean? I know he ain't trying to hear all that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He, but but I, but I had to slide it in there, and I, I just committed him on how he answered when Spiderloke brought it up, because I don't think nobody else could have been able to like uh, tackle that question the way he did. He ain't did it to where he didn't offend nobody, and he was politically correct. You know what I'm saying? Something like, nah, he, he did that though. 
Yeah, he also gave a, a very respectful, politically correct answer when Spider asked him about the rumors about you if he thought they was true. And I think I don't think you can get a better answer. Oh yeah. Because he he from he from that section and and, and the real real ones know they know the real, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they already know the real. There's there's so much more to that that um that uh maybe one day people will will learn. But uh you also did an amazing interview on Another podcast, which I really like, the Boss Mac podcast with Boogaloo. Uh, talk about that that interview. Oh yeah, shout out, shout out Boogaloo, man. Boogaloo and Ashbash came over here and did it. So we went over there, me and Mariah, we did it with, with them, you know what I'm saying, with Boss Mac. We had fun over there. As everybody could see, I was super faded, you know what I mean? So yeah, Boogaloo, that's my, my good people though. So you know, you have to pull up, return a favor. Yeah, I didn't even know you uh you you drank like like that like that. I guess uh you oh, was on that douce. <laughs> it was it was it was too much to it was too they had they had it at your disposal. I'm like, oh, I'm in here. I think I heard Boss Mac say, "Man, I, I, that's my bad for, <laughs> for letting you sip on that much douce." Yeah, man, shout out Boss Mac, man. I'm gonna come back and visit and drink with you again. Okay, yeah, and um, he actually uh, gave you and Mariah some dopes. Uh, Hoodies, man. Those hoodies look real nice too. Oh yeah. Uh when this next episode air, they go see it. The Boss Mac sweatsuit. You know what I'm saying? Me and Mariah rocked that. You know what I'm saying? Good looking out again, Boss Mac. Oh yeah, those were pullover hoodies, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, but those those are real those real nice. Uh, and it was quality. Yeah, definitely uh top quality fabric. Just a whole, just just a whole manufacturing of it. It don't look like just some slapped together hoodie. Yeah, no, no, no. It was fly. Everybody go check it out on my Instagram. It's posted. You know what I'm saying? MB underscore the mayor. It's a flick of me and her in the uh in this merch. Go 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 check it out. So now now that you've been on this podcast with Rich at Heart, uh, what's up with the music? Because I remember you gave me a, a song to use for the intro. Uh, and that song is hard. And now everybody's asking about it, and people are gonna eventually say, "Hey, what's up with the music?" Because I I, I go to some of your music videos and some of uh, the stuff you've done in the past, and people are saying you're one of their favorite artists out of L.A., out of the L.A. area. Yeah, I ain't been dropping in a minute. I need I got a, a hard drive full of music. I just need to upload and let it go. And just I've been I've been been occupied with like you know what I'm saying family stuff, and then I. Richard Harden right now, and that got my attention, but I'm gonna start letting it go though. But that that song on the intro, that's me, my boy Dizzy and Rucci, you know what I'm saying? Make 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 it out. You know what I'm saying? That's on the intro and the outro of the uh, Richard Hart podcast. But I need to do one for Streets and Scholars. Oh yeah, for sure, man. We Streets and Scholars needs a song. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been thinking about that for a minute. Um just been busy with it. Uh do you plan on doing a video for the what is it, make it out? Yeah, I plan on doing a video. I gotta wait because Rochi, he, he the most busy. You know what I'm saying? He be moving around. So when when he slow down, we we go we go put it together for sure. So is Rochi the most active uh, artist out of out of the eye right now? In my opinion, he the most consistent. Yup. Okay. Did he make the uh, the rap the rap report card by uh, Dijon? Yeah, I be, I don't remember his grade, but he on there. Okay. He on there. Nah, I mess. I got a couple songs with Rochi. Yeah, but that song definitely needs a video though. Right, right, right. Now we go, we go put it together though. I thought it was hard how you you threw in that uh, phone call, that jail. That sounded like a jail call at the end. Yeah, that's my boy One Punch, Inglewood NHP. You know what I'm saying? He was like proud of what I was doing. You know what I'm saying, keep it pushing. You know what I'm saying? 
keep keep uh, yeah, that's my boy. Shout out One Punch, bro. Little One Punch and HP. And he he's home now. Mm-hmm. Okay, he did like seventeen years. Now let me ask you: when you put that song together, what made you throw in uh, a jail call in the outro of that song? <clears throat> it was all one. Like when it was recorded, it was all all one. I just broke it broke it up, but because uh, it fit the song was already done. But I ended up going back later, putting that audio with that. You know what I'm saying? Because like it fit though, like the whole vibe, the whole feel of the song. So I threw it in there. Yeah, that, that's. I think that's one of your. I think it's one of your best songs. You know, if you go back to, you can go back to. Shout out your um your YouTube page so people can check out your catalog. Oh yeah, my YouTube channel. Uh, Munchie B three four zero zero Munchie B thirty four hundred. But see, a lot of that game, like like it's like game bang music, and I got a whole different. You know what I'm saying? Like the song that's on the intro. So I got to start letting stuff out like that so they can know I got different stuff going on. You know what I'm saying? Cause they hear like uh. Where you from? I'm on a song with Joe Moses. You know, we we banged out on that one. And then you got nothing but bloods with Slim for Honey. We banged out on that one. You know what I'm saying? So like every time I get on the song, that everybody here, I'm on some gang gang shit. But I got other shit too though. Now, do you deliberately want to kind of move away from being banged out on the music, or do you like doing that music? Because I remember when Nipsey came out, he came out with these three mixtapes. Um, Bullets ain't got no name. Volumes one, two, and three. And he was pretty much banged out on those. But as he moved on in his career, he he didn't do that type of music. And I think that's part of his success as well. You you do the banged out stuff to make a name for yourself, and then you kind of transition into some other styles. I'm I'm, I'm gonna still do the, the do, do, do the gang gang music, but I but but at one point I was like making songs like on some uh, banging on wax stuff, dissing people hoods. I ain't doing that no more. You know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna still like. The street element thing, but the, the reason why I want to do the other type is just to show people I could do it. Cause they, if somebody hit me like hop on this song, it's off the rip. It's like a, I'm like, damn, I could do other shit. You know what I'm saying? So what's your opinion of of make it out as as what I said? I thought it was one. Of, it's one of the better songs you've uh, you've put together. Where do you put it? Where do you place that song in mm. in your catalog? Hmm. It's it's up there, but I got I got a lot. I gotta let you hear him know, but I just ain't let him go. Like 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 that song is on the intro, but we, we ain't we ain't uploaded it and let it go yet. You know what I'm saying? So how how much music do you actually have that we've never heard? A lot, a lot. I got a hard drive full, and I got a computer full at the studio at two different studios. You know what I'm saying? Does the music get old if you don't put it out, or does it stay? Is it the type of music that'll still feel new when we hear it? Because sometimes you're using maybe some sort of auto-tune style that was hot in 2015, but no one's doing it in 2023. Or you know, how, how do you put out old music in a new in a different time period? Everything I got to still be, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I ain't talking about no uh, specific clothing that 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 was probably out. If I did a song three years ago that ain't popping now, I'm like, man, we ain't wearing that no more. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, anything I'm talking about in the song is gonna be, it's, it's, it's timeless. It, it still uh, relate to what's going on in 2023, even if I did it 2019. You know what I'm saying? So you're not like dissing a, a DA like Jackie Lacey who ain't even in office no more, like like type I, stuff like that. I I go after law enforcement. I go on uh, in the song. I'm talking about. I, I'm not dissing the uh, the 60s, the rolling hundreds, the nine O's. You know what I'm saying? But I I get on some after police type shit, you know what I'm saying? After DA and the judge, and yeah, I do that. So you wouldn't even diss the stink team? I got a gang of songs dissing them dudes, but 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 I ain't put it out yet. But but and I still might. 
See, I, I, I ditched them. I ditched them. I, I, because they're not really a gang, right? Yeah, they're not a gang. And they, look, put it like this. I'd rather, I'd rather sit on Sloss and the Crenshaw and share a sandwich with a 60 <laughs> than do a song with any of them dudes based on the disrespect. You know what I mean? Because when my homie died, you know, they was, in, they was, they was being disrespectful in their music. So, you know, when, when Draco died, I, I returned the favor. I did, I did, I did the same thing they did. You know what I'm saying? But they never see who thought a rock first, though. They, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the you, that's the song you put on your your YouTube channel where you have a thumbnail where you're hanging from a sign, uh, it's a Slauson sign. Yeah, I got I, I got like I got like three songs that's on YouTube disrespecting them dudes or whatever. But and I got more and and I and I don't care about you know what I'm saying disrespecting them because that where was they where was they uh, morals at you know what I'm saying. When 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 my homie died, and they got family members that still living and got to hear about these dumbass songs y'all putting out, you know what I'm saying? So you know, I mean, I, Nipsey wasn't one of my favorite people, but I wouldn't disrespect him in a song. He wasn't doing what what they did. Yeah, I don't think Nipsey dissed anybody after he dropped um, "Bullets Ain't Got No Name." I, that might have to do with Big U because Big U kind of guided that early career, and he knew this is not where we're gonna we're not gonna just be dissing hoods, you know, on every mixtape. I never heard Nipsey diss a hood on, on a song before, but he you could tell he like referenced certain things, but yeah. I never heard him diss a hood or anything. Well, according to um, Lil Sodi, rest in peace. He had diss. He said I, I've never actually listened to this song. I should have went back. He said uh, he said he dissed him. Uh, pussy get beat the fuck up like Sodi. Yeah, that's what he said in the song. Yeah, but he didn't diss no hood. He did that was some like I look at that like a like some rap shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was no it wasn't hood stuff. He didn't he didn't diss like Trey Gangster and then. Yeah, that's um and I understand where you're coming from because of uh you guys got some personal animosity going back and forth mm -hmm. with them dudes. But uh they're not even a, a real thing now, or are they? You don't really hear anything about them. You don't hear nothing like they're not moving around. They, they they trying to stay afloat, but it's like it's like uh, you know the Jackson Five ain't nothing without Michael. Like Draco passed away, so they can't they really ain't got no motion like that. Now before that whole situation happened, did you ever listen to his music? And was he cool at one point? I didn't I didn't uh, cool with me. Just a cool like Cause I never knew none of them dudes personally, but but uh, the the I think the music that uh, like Draco did prior to him catching the case was better because he was rapping about uh, Ling Ling bopping and burglarizing people's houses and shopping at Neiman Marcus and crashing foreign whips. But then eventually he turned into a serial killer in his music, talking about guns that don't exist and you know shooting malls up and killing babies. He got a song like, I kill a baby. It's just like dumb shit, like he just, he just turned stupid. Oh, that reminds me of Mike Tyson. Didn't Mike Tyson say something about a baby once? He said about eating somebody's children or something. Like. Yeah, <laughs> Mike, crazy. All right. Hey, last thing I want to ask you on this topic: well, What did you think of that uh, that documentary that Trap Lord Ross did? Man, that thing was at least two and a half hours long, and a lot of it focused on on you, your beef, and and your folks' beef, and and him in that documentary. Yeah, because his case surrounded surrounded the homie, but uh, that that Trap Lord Ross dude, if I'm saying his name right, I seem like. He take his time and get his information right. You know what I'm saying? 
because he he brought up a lot of stuff that I don't hear people talk about like regularly. You know what I'm saying? You know the bloggers they state the obvious. He was like he was saying a little stuff like I'm like damn I want to re hurt that from. Did did you think he put out too much information, or was it already public information that he just dug up? It's I think it's uh shit he dug up he dug up but I mean it ain't nothing I I think could get anybody locked up. Okay. Um. Mariah told me about meeting Red Bull's dad. All oh, right. Um, what was that like when you who who actually had to tell Red Bull's dad of what happened? Um, and what was that like back then? I know I was at home because I overdid it the night before and I slept the whole day away. So like I, I I'm a like I'm getting up late like in the wee wee hours I'm gonna slept the day away like I just said. So I get a call from Red Bull phone and it's a female. And I don't know this girl, and she like, she called my phone like, uh, you know, he just got shot, and he here in Carson with him. Like, who is this? But she don't want to tell me her name. She's like, but he okay though, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, well, who is this? She's like, and then she just hung up. And I called uh, Red Bull Pops. I'm like, man, somebody just called, said, you know, like Davion got got shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, check on that. He, they said they on the way to this hospital. All right, boom. He get off the phone. Then, uh, you know, I go up to the hospital, and then, you know, shortly after, he was pronounced dead. But that I, I know I called him and, and told him to call I, I, I received. And I don't know who that was that called me from his phone. To this day? Uh-uh. I don't know who that was. Damn, that's crazy. Right. And I don't know who else she called, but I'm like, that's crazy that she called me, though. So she she basically had Red Bull's phone, went through the contacts, went straight to Munchie B and hit you up. Yeah, like I said, I don't know who else she might have called either, but but I know she called me and I and I called his his dad. Was she was it possible that Red Bull was telling her something bef- while he was still alive or was she there at the scene? She had to be there at the scene she called me. And she said like I'm saying he she told me where what hospital he was going to. And she's like, oh, but he all right, though. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, so maybe because he was, like, talking or whatever. But she was like, all right, and I called her, you know, his dad and related the message. So why why is it so difficult to find out who this female was if, if she had his phone? I don't know who, who, who would I ask, like, who the female was. You know what I mean? Because, like, when he, when he got killed, he wasn't with no Inglewood family, despite what the Internet say he was with. He he went to the party by himself, first of all. Then he seen some people he knew. And then that's when they said the name, like Travis Harvey. He from Inglewood. He played football with him early on, like when it was kids. That was the one that was the NFL player. You know what I'm saying? And then that's the only name familiar with me. He got shot also and somebody else. But I don't uh I don't know who I would ask. Like, who was that girl? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So in that Trap Lord Ross documentary, he does say that uh, that the Stink team heard that a bunch of Inglewood families was at the party and they decided to leave. So that is an inaccurate then. They probably seen Red Bull and assumed the people he was with was from 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 our hood, but it wasn't no other Inglewood families. They're just they're just bro. He he went there by himself. He drove there by himself. Yeah, and I think Baby Dot cleared that up too. That he just he wasn't with the homies that night. Uh uh-uh. uh, it was by himself. Yeah. Well, man, that that's that's part of the the stress that doing these interviews do do. I didn't know Red Bull like that. He wasn't one of my close friends, but the fact that I met him that day with you Mm -hmm. and we doing an interview and I captured his life on video 
it does it, it does hurt. It, it has an impact on me when I find out a person passes. It, it ain't this is not like fun and games. I, I you know I don't I had no relationship with Red Bull, but to find out that a homie got killed then and I was with him and we documented him and we talked a little bit about him. That that, that does have a it, it, it raises up my stress levels. Yeah, and then like when you type in Davion Gregory now is all is all everything that relate to that pop up. But before then, it was all uh, sports shit. You know what I'm saying? Because he ran track and, and he he was well on his way to college, but he was kept going to jail. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, one of the things I remember from that first interview when we first met with you, Baby Dot, and Red Bull is that all of y'all was in prison at the same time. Uh. I know me and Baby Dog was in the pen at the same time at once, and then, oh yeah, yeah, hell yeah, at the same time. Yep, 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 because I was in Wasco, housed in the gym, and that's the only reception building on that yard, and the rest was like mainline, or it was like the other way around, but yeah, Red Bull used to come to the door and holler at me, slide me a wave cap and shit, because you know, I'm still in reception. He was on like that first building on the mainline. Yeah, 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 we was all in there at the same time. And you was all in your 20s at that time. Uh, yup, yup. Youngsters. I think Red Bull might have been like a teenager, like 19, 18. Is there anything else that that documentary got wrong that you, you want to clear up before we uh, move on? Uh, to man, that shit was like two hours long. I can't remember everything in it, but it seemed like he he kind of he kind of nailed stuff, and uh, you know what I mean. But you know, everybody re- ref- referenced the, uh, the 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 county jail thing with me though, and they go draw their own conclusions or whatever. But other than that, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, man. I, I never th- thought that that interview that we did was going to be used so many times, referenced so many times, reposted so many times. <laughs> I used it in the songs. Some little dude from, uh, I ain't going to give that little hood a little shine, but he put a little part where I said I got shot in the head. He started rapping. I'm like, check him out, man. He owe, he owe Alex some money, man. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't sweat any of these guys. Um but yeah, they 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 making their money. Uh, even though the Baby Stone Gorillas took a clip of mine, and they got over a million views on that video. Shout out P four, man. Yeah, is it is it P four K? Yup. Shout out P four. Yeah, and uh, that's another crazy interview I did. I would have never thought this is a Nina boy. For those who uh, aren't tapped in with the Street TV YouTube channel, go go tap in with that, and definitely go back. I got a nice little catalog of Munchie B interviews, but I did this interview with Nina Boy and. P4K had to be probably 15 where he just he's bailing through East Coast hood <laughs> and uh, he tells Nina boy I'm from Black Peastone and then let's let's fast forward five or six years later maybe 2021 2022 when did that Baby Stone Gorilla song came out about 2021 maybe somewhere around here they take the clip off of that interview throw it on their video and, and that that does over a million views you yeah, know nah, see you got a couple of uh, legendary uh, interviews yeah, I heard um, Adam22 once say that every time he searches, and I'm not quoting him verbatim, but every time he does a search on some gang stuff, I'm one of the first ones that pop up. Because you said you cover gang culture. Well, who else was to pop up? Yeah, but there's a lot of people I haven't covered. There's a lot of hoods I never covered. There's so many other. There's so I probably tapped in with about 20% of L.A. County. There's probably like 80% that I haven't tapped in with. As much as much as as deep as my catalog is, as how many years as I've been doing this, there's just so much more that hasn't been done or covered. You, you 
the, the notable hoods you 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 you, uh, you you tapped in with. Yeah, I try to get all the notable hoods. Try to get all of them. I went. I went to. I believe I'm the first and only person that has taken cameras into all four housing projects in the Nickers, in the in Watts. I hit the Nickersons. I hit the PJs. I hit the uh, the Grape Streets and the Haciendas. All four of them, and I hit the Peblos. And the Pebbles. Name another person that has been to all five of those projects and did interviews, had cameras, been on the turf in all five of those projects. I, I can't think of anybody else. You ain't got nobody from uh, Avalon Gardens to uh, interview? I've never tapped in with the Avalon Gardens. That's one, See, there's one right there. Mm -hmm. Never. I've been to the projects before, uh, just you know, walking through there, taking pictures, getting graffiti, but never tapped in with an interview in in the uh avalon garden so i gotta i got that's on my bucket list i gotta get that in so that'd be the, the only project you mentioned out on that that's that's a blood or crib project that is correct um well i, I would also i want to tap in with the mar vista gardens i haven't tapped in with them because there was a time where the venice show lines controlled half of those projects before the culver city boys took it all over so uh, that's an, uh, that's a 1990 story when the culver city I heard, I heard about that yeah they used to share the projects and sell dope the the culver city boys had the front side the venice show lines had the back side i believe i might got that reversed but the city of la decided to close the the gate on one side and it was the the venice show line side so that don't really count i'm talking about who actively in the projects right now though yeah so i guess there's only five black projects then you only count the four and watts and the peblos mm -hmm. i believe that'll be it yeah because so, it's a lot of a lot of people be calling their apartments projects and they ain't projects. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's low income, bro. Like the Fruit Town Brims called the University Gardens projects. That's yeah. privately owned low income apartments. The Wilmington Arms not projects. Yeah, they're not projects. I, I did the Wilmington Arms though, but yeah, they're not projects either. Right. And, uh, what's in Long Beach? Uh, oh, the Carmelitos. I did the Carmelitos with uh, Jabba. We had Jabba take those, are, those projects. Those are projects. That's official. Okay, so you, yeah. really, you really did them all. Yeah, I did the Carmelitos. That's official. But, you know, the blacks got history in Aliso Village back in the 60s and 70s. I don't, they don't have a presence today. But, you know, the East Coast, the First Street East Coast Crips come out of there. Also, there's a brim set that comes up out of there called Aliso Village Brims. So, uh, But the, it was brims everywhere back then. Yeah. Century brims. Uh, it was brims everywhere, everywhere. All right, man. I wanted to uh, I wanted to tap in with you regarding uh, Geechee Gotti, man, because I know you guys got a uh, you, you guys have got an interview scheduled. Mm -hmm. uh, how did Geechee Gotti get on your radar for an interview, at least? Uh, I know Geechee Gotti before he was even rapping. You know what I mean? Before I even know, well, at least I know he could rap. You know what I mean? I got relatives from over there, and then you know he been making noise. You know what I'm saying? He putting on for. Uh, the West Coast, as far as battle rappers, because I'm not really big on the battle rap scene and got too much knowledge of it. But as far as I know, who on the West Coast is battle rappers? I know Daylight from Grave Street. It might be one other. Then you got Geechee and Geechee making noise. Yeah, Geechee is, a, is the king of this right now. Uh huh. And what's crazy is I did his first interview over there in the Grandees back in like, what was that, either 2015 or 2016. Yep, I, I ran through it. Uh, 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 Hack three and Bay Bay. Yeah, Bay Lo. Bay Lo. That he's Bay Lo to me. I'm, I'm I'm calling him Geechee Gotti, but uh, he's Bay Lo. Bay Lo to me, and then he's Bay Bay mm -hmm. as well. And uh, you got a connection to the to his homie that was in that interview, uh, Baby Hack. Yeah, free him. He locked up right now. Uh, Baby Hack and Low Hack to my relatives. 
That's crazy because to, to, it seems like people are tied into all these hoods. It's like there's only like a certain amount of separation, regardless if you're blood or crip. You're going to have a family member from the enemy side. You're going to have a family member from that side. You're going to be related to people over there if your roots are really here in, in this land. Mm-hmm. No, for real. And that's crazy that uh, you you tied in with uh because there's a whole nother tied into the east side and uh family swan that we ain't even we ain't gonna get into that right now because we need a whole episode for that. Oh yeah. yeah but <laughs> you tied into the whole eight nine eight family swan area. Oh, yeah, that's I'm an easty ass west side kid. Like, I'm, I'm raised in from Inglewood, but I was raised by east siders. You know what I'm saying? Pops, uncles. You know what I mean? And um. Regarding um, Geechee Gotti, a.k.a. Baylok, um, I have a couple of his old mixtapes. I save everybody's mixtape, y'all. I save everybody's mixtape. And when he comes when he comes to do your interview, I'm going to have him sign it because I don't think he signed it when he gave it to me. I'm going to dig it out. And um, he had the No Studio In mixtape back in like the late like 2016, sometime like that. Would you would you listen into that? Oh, I didn't even know that. So that's where he got the name for for from his uh for his podcast, No Studio. It yeah, No Studio. His... That, that was the name of his mixtape back in back in whatever year that was I interviewed him. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, 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 no. I ain't even up on it. I think that's um it, it's a saying that he uses no studio in really I don't know you right I just know him from being a game member. You know what I'm saying? So when like he started with the battle rap thing, that was that, that, that's when I was made aware that he did music. You know what I'm saying? No, but this this was before the battle rap. He See, was I, I he just, was putting out music the way you was putting out music. I just know I just know him from I just know him as Bebe. You know what I mean? Like from Nutty. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know the rap side of him. Well, hopefully you get that story from him when he comes to the Rich at Heart podcast because I'm interested to know how he went from from putting out mixtapes to battle rapping because that's two two separate genres For completely. Real? And it's really not common here in, in L.A. area to be one to push the battle rap. Right. So I'm sure that was something he stumbled across, and hopefully he'll get that story. But right now, Geechee Gotti is going viral, man. Oh, yeah. I've been hearing. He went in. <laughs> I've been hearing. He did that. In fact, let me let me play a clip, and then we'll talk about it. Uh, but let's let's can we set it up a little bit? Do you know a little bit about what he did? Let's set that, this clip up. For the, for the listeners. Uh, all right, to take it back a little bit, a couple months ago, Remy Ma got caught caught cheating, allegedly or whatever. And then whoever the dude was, I forget his name, Papoose whooped on him, whooped him out. All right, fast forward, uh, uh, Gigi Gotti battling the dude that Papoose whooped out that uh, Remy Ma cheated on Papoose with. And then here we go with this clip. And actually, you're leaving out a very important part. What's Remy that? Ma is standing on the stage during this battle. Right. When 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 he's battling this dude that Papoose punched out, Remy Ma's right there ringside. She's right there. All right, here we go. That ain't no regular female, my nigga. That's his wife knocking you out compared to what he could have did to you. Nigga, that was life. And you not off the hook either. If you gon' cheat, at least cheat with a nigga that can fight. Six Chrome events. Papoose was at all of them. How can we end at this? 
I think we get the point there, but if you want to tap in with that uh, battle rap, I believe that's on the BR network. Uh, what's your first? What's your first response to that, Munch? If you got caught uh, cheating with this dude, however, however long ago, and uh, why you why you why you ringside at at, at at this dude battle if you allegedly didn't do what what you was accused of doing? You know she, what I'm saying? She still loving on him then? They still they still sneaking and gigging for sure. Hundred percent, huh? Hopefully, 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 Papoos get on on her, which I I, I, I highly, highly doubt he will, but hopefully, get on on her, bro. Hey, man, what is? Let me ask you, what do you think of this? They've been together a long time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when couples have been together a long time, they don't mind that one of the others stray away from time to time because they've already had enough of each other. It might not be as devastating as it may sound on the surface that oh shoot Remy Ma cheated on Papoose maybe Papoose ain't even tripping well why you beat the brakes off of him oh yeah that's a good point and then on top of that Papoose did seven years with this girl that's not typical for a man to hold a woman down in jail it's usually the other way around so come on bro well I would need to know more about why did Papoose beat on him because Maybe he, maybe he, he told, maybe he's pillow talking, maybe he did something that's outside the lines of any agreements that they may have had. Now, if it's strictly I'm beating on you because you because you're messing with my wife, okay. But I, I don't have enough information on what caused Papoose to put hands on that dude. Papoose, man, he 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 uh kind of coined this old black love thing. He ran around with a, a hat on. But Black Love on it, they got a song called Black Love. You held this girl down for seven years straight. The, you already got kids prior, but this this baby you got, why you named the Golden Child? You put her on this high pedestal for her to go, 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 knock something, something else down. Nah, he he ain't. It ain't it ain't a uh, we been together thing, and she just straight away, nigga. You know, man, I doubt that. So this is kind of reminiscent of the Will Smith, Jada Pinkett, and the uh, August Alcinas thing. It's almost like an identical situation to that. No, not really, because they they known they known to be like alleged swingers or something. You know what I'm saying? But I think I think that wasn't really August is is is, is her son friend, bro. What's the Jaden Jaden Smith friend? And he came to stay with y'all, and you end up boning the little dude. You know what I'm saying? That's different. That's that's foul also. Yeah, but why did August Alcina have to put it out there? He kind of like became a little rat. To just you, you you know sometimes I think he might have caught feelings. Now how do we? How, how did it become public that Remy Ma was stepping out? That's important to know too. It became public when he whooped on him. If he would have never whooped on him, it probably would have just been behind the scenes. But when he whooped on him and there's cameras around. Then that everybody know what's going on, but then she tried to come out of the night. You know what I'm saying? All the all the charges, and then the dude, which I don't know his name, that got whooped on. He's he not denying that he dealt with her. He denying he never he didn't get beat up. That's what he denying. Okay, nobody caught that on camera, obviously. I want to. I mean, I thought I heard heard something like it's it's on camera, or did they get it taken down? Easy to block, Captain. Is that his name? That's his name. Easy to block captain. Now, what in the heck <laughs> made Geechee Gotti want to make this the theme of 
his battle rap with the guy while Remy Ma is standing right there. That's, I think Geechee Bugatti took this battle rap into a whole nother level. Took full advantage. That, that's, that, that was smart. You know what I mean? Then, you know, uh, battle rap is a disrespectful sport. You know what I mean? They, they do, they do, uh, I couldn't do it. You know what I mean? I couldn't do it. And then, you know, Remy come from battle rap. That's why, you know, everybody noticed that when he said it, she didn't even flinch. She was like, you know what I'm saying? She probably was kind of expecting it. Yeah, how can you not? Right. With a guy like Geechee Gotti that is probably at the top of the game right now. He's going to he's going to go for whatever whatever's out there. He's oh, going to yeah. go for it. Yeah, no, he wasn't going to stall her out. You made it too easy for him. And you right there? Oh, he like, yeah. Stand right there. Don't go nowhere. Watch this. Now, one of these headlines that I was reading says Remy Ma leaves Papoose. Now, I don't know if that's uh, official. He leaves Papoose for easy to block. That might be the case because at the same battle, they say uh, he like leaned in for kids and she kind of backed up and like and pointed to the cameras like so like damn, you know what I'm saying? And why is you like like he said in that bar? Uh, whatever, whatever event that's called Chrome event, whatever he said, he been here all these years. Why he ain't here today? But she, she here, and you here. Why he battling this this dude block, the block dude? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe she is tired of Papoose, and you know, man, these females don't like nice guys these days, dog. Yeah. Let Let me read you some of these headlines that just dropped in, in the last 24 hours. Uh, what did Geechee Gotti say about Remy Ma? Papoose cheating. Uh, claims sparks uh, debate. Uh, another one. Remy Ma cheated on Papoose with the help. Tasha K says. <laughs> uh, Geechee Gotti calls Remy Ma out for cheating on Papoose. Uh, the source. Uh, Remy Ma's cheating allegations leave her unbothered. He loves me. I haven't read this one, but who do you think the he loves me is? The referring to Papoose. Papoose or the, or the Papoose. new? Okay. Like like he ain't going nowhere. Yeah, he ain't. He loves me. Toe up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is. That is. That's from hot hip hot new hip hop. Um and one more here. There's one more here. Uh the streets think Remy Ma allegedly cheated on Papoose with Battle Rapper. Uh that ain't allegedly. It doesn't seem this is allegedly anymore. This is actual facts. Oh boy never denied it, but he denied getting whooped on. You know what I mean? Me, I would have I would have lied and said I didn't touch her to to uh, you know what I'm saying, help her out in that relationship. Now I think what Geechee Gotti did on stage with having Remy Ma present, the dude that she cheated on as his opponent, I think is going to become classic and legendary in the years to come when people talk about this. Oh, yeah. The price just went up for Geechee just off of this. You know what I mean? She 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 wasn't too smart, though. If I was her, I wouldn't even been around during a battle. I just would have popped up after because I know it's an undercard and people battled before that. You could have been right there for that. You was basically a prop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's why I'm like, did it, was she in on this? I don't think so. Because she set herself up in such a cold way. Are you that dumb, Remy? I'm waiting on the Remy interview. She need to, she need, I want to hear her speak. Hey, Remy, if you're in Los Angeles, uh, you could tap in with Rich at Heart for the interview or you could tap in with Streets and Scholars if you're local, if you're in L.A. I know you're in New York probably. But, pull up. Yeah, pull up. Let you tell your story. Unbiased podcast, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and we can have... We could have Geechee Gotti pull up. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's supposed to be on the calendar. He's supposed to be pulling up. I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask him all about this. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely his prices went up. Uh, he's at the top of the food chain when it comes to battle rap, and this just elevated him. And it, what's crazy is I think that Geechee Gotti has reached a level of success. I don't want to say on a Nipsey Hustle level, but he's damn near that close. On a battle rap side of things, yeah. Yeah, because he could take this battle rap and what he's already done and parlay this into other things. Uh, he's got his podcast. He's got his merch. Um, he, you know, this is this is gonna put him up there on that level. And and if he keeps it up, he's probably gonna go down as the the greatest battle rapper in California history. Because it ain't, it ain't it, this is a hard thing. We don't do this out here as much as they do it in Chicago, New York, on the East Coast. Right. And he's beating most of the East Coast battle rappers. He's outdoing. Most of the people that where they come from, where this this is more common. Yeah, I, like I said, I don't got a gang of intel on uh, battle rap, but he got a couple belts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, I hope um, I can't wait to listen to your interview, which is upcoming. We haven't done it yet, so don't look it up yet. But hopefully, uh, hopefully that'll be if it happens, it'll be dropping probably a week from a week from this interview. Right. 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 Yeah. So. So hopefully, uh, and and I know Geechee Gotti got a crazy busy schedule, man. How were you able to navigate his crazy busy schedule and get him to pull up? I tapped in with him and I tried to get him like uh, probably last week, but he was in, in Atlanta. And that might have been where that battle was at. I don't I don't know, but but he he was in Atlanta, so he couldn't pull up. But yeah, he busy, but we gonna get him in. All right, man. So uh, I look forward to that. Now, uh, what we just learned yesterday is that your boy. Your boy Tory Lanez, Daystar Peterson, he caught the chain. He caught the chain, and he is currently in Delano. But, of course, um, most of the people who look this up, they're going to see North Kern State Prison. North Kern State Prison, but we call it Delano. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what is he going through right now? He just barely been in Delano for 24 hours. You've, you've been through this whole process before. Uh, what is this like to get transferred from the Los Angeles County Jail to reception? Uh, you ain't got the communication you had where he came from in the county jail. He could hop on the phone when he felt like it and call. You know what I mean? When you in reception, you just, it's pen to paper. You got you, you basically just writing. You know what I mean? And I, I believe you could get a visit like 30 minutes behind the window versus when you get to the main line, you'd be out there for about like five, six hours, like contact visits. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, this 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 uh this uh reception time go probably be be rocky for him. You know what I mean? But when he gets to the main line, they get better. You know, he married. He could set up his family visits and you know do his thing. Now, when he was in the LA County Jail, he was in high power, so he never had any interaction with any of the people in the county jail. So he wasn't in there catching fades. He wasn't in there having to deal with anything. Does that change now that he's at Delano? Well, since he was in high power, going to reception, he he gonna have a little bit more freedom where he, where he at right now versus where he was like in high power, just solitude. You know what I'm saying? But does but I think he preferred it that way though. So he I don't think he wanted to interact and deal with any of the inmates. You think he preferred it that way? I I I do. I believe that. I heard I heard from some people that he was talking to that he's real scared in there like literally nervous. So if you're scared, that means you just don't want to deal with people. Can he get that same level of protection when he gets to, and I'm saying protection, 
high power is a level of protection, whether you ask for it or not. They put like Mexican mafia dudes in high power because they don't want them interacting with everybody else. All right. But what is it going to be like for him now at uh, Delano? As far as reception, some parts of uh, Delano prison, they got the cells. You, you housing the cell, your whole reception time. And, and then some of them, you got dorms. You know what I mean? And I, I doubt he go to a dorm. They go put him in the cell. And he'd come out to, for child for child to eat. You know what I'm saying? And then that's when he could uh, intermingle with, with, with people. Watch a little TV or whatever, but you know, I mean, if, since you said he preferred to be in the cell because he, you know, what I'm saying, don't want to interact with other people, he probably just stay in the cell all day, as, as far as that go. Do you think that he might be a target for for anything while he's at uh, reception from some of the other dudes that are in there? He, he got he rich, so somebody will try to get up on under him, and you know what I'm saying, and probably. I don't, I don't want to say extort, but you know what I mean? Buddy, buddy him, you know what I'm saying? Reap the benefits. But, man, I, he, might go, he might go to like a, a, PC, a PC or something like that. You know what I'm saying? I hope he don't, though. Yeah, well. I hope he don't because, man, because people rock with people rock with uh, Tory Lanez, and a lot of people don't like how the, 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 what the outcome was. You know what I'm saying? I don't think nobody looking to beat Tory Lanez up or anything like that, though. But, you know, you got – you got vultures and stuff. That's you know what I'm saying. Oh, Tory Lanez, uh, millionaire, like you know what I'm saying. But mm, I think he, I, you know what I'm saying. Depending on how he carry himself, he should be straight. Now we had talked about this before uh, off camera about he might get that 65 or 66 percent as opposed to the 85 percent. I looked it up, and the CDC says they haven't determined his release date yet. So it's going to be. A, I don't know, a few days or maybe a week or so before they put that on there. But what do you you think he might get that 65%? 66, yep, because uh, laws change and 85 went down to 66 and halftime went down like 33. You know what I mean? So when he get, and then, you know, like the point system, if you marry, that, that drops some points down. You got a high school diploma, drop some uh, points down. Uh, you, what else? It's, it's like they go ask you these questions when you're in reception. And, Depending on how you ask the oh prison priors and all that, he ain't got none of that. You know what I'm saying? Like he he ain't gonna be like, well I don't know he discharged a weapon. Well like, he ain't gonna be on no level four or nothing like that though. Man. You know what I'm saying? Could he be on a level three? Yeah, possibly a level three. Now after he was convicted, his baby mama from years ago, who he hadn't even been with, he, you know he he hasn't been with her in a relationship. He recently married her. Why do you think he married his baby mama who he wasn't even with before? Because that's that's probably his uh, most recent relationship. Other than that, he just swinging around knocking stuff down. Like he was hitting Megan and stuff like that. It wasn't in series, none of these females. That's probably his last real relationship. So he'll go back to what he's familiar with. You know what I'm saying? But why marry her though? Because when you get to prison, you could have them family visits and have sex. See your kids, things like that. So, so a baby mama can't. You cannot have sex with a baby mama. You gotta be married. Gotta be married. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. So he he get them family visits. He he get his rocks off and stuff like that. And hopefully he get an, another shot out of appeal because there's a lot of inconsistencies as far as I know, like why he should have like at least got a, a hung jury. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, I was I was in that trial, and a after it was all over, f for me, I didn't feel like there was any inconsistencies. I, I, f I understood why the jury convicted him. Because with, cause the, his defense attorney, 
said that he's not the shooter. Someone else was the shooter. So now you force the jury to to pick who who really was the shooter. But it wasn't no GSR on on him, and it was GSR on other people. You know what I mean? And then it was too many inconsistencies as far as uh, statements go from everybody. Well, there was GSR both on Tory and Kelsey. They both had GSR. Okay, I didn't know it was no GSR on uh, Tory, but it's still a lot of inconsistencies. I would have thought like based on that Kelsey was like kind of like shaky on her 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 testimony that'd be like no and void you know what I'm saying well her testimony was definitely shaky but her September statement to prosecutors a few months before trial mm -hmm. that shit wasn't shaky at all she gave the whole story from from beginning to end from being at Kylie Jenner's house all the way to when they got pulled over and that, that of course she went against that statement when she testified but as a juror, you're saying to yourself, okay, she's sounding shaky up here. She definitely don't want to testify against Tory. The prosecution played the statement. They rocking with the statement that, <laughs> that they played. And then there's a dude that's seen everything from the balcony. And then he he said things that went in Tory's favor. They went on breaking. And I guess what the prosecution side hollered at him, he came back with a whole different tone. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, he definitely, he said things that were favorable to both sides. He did say that he saw gunshots coming from the female. Flashes. He saw a muzzle flash coming from the female. That guy was all over the place. So I don't know how much weight the jury even gave that guy. You, you could actually get rid of that whole guy and you still have enough evidence. Okay, so jury instructions say like reasonable doubt. They put any doubt in your mind, you know what I'm saying? Okay, let me ask you this much. You, you've, heard of, you've heard of a lot of cases. A lot of people went to trial. Right. Three people in this trial put the gun in Tory's hand. Have you ever heard of, of three witnesses putting the gun in someone's hand and they still beat the case? I can understand maybe one witness, you beat the case. Two witnesses, you had three witnesses putting the gun in his hand. Bussin. Of course, Megan the Stallion. Kelsey says it in the statement. And then, of course, the crazy guy, crazy white guy on the balcony. So, and then two out of three of them people that said it, switch they they stories up so if you're a jury you're probably giving them a hung hung jury for sure you know what I, I actually feel like i probably would have leaned towards a hung jury but i'm not mad that they found him guilty i i, I see because you you only you only got to pick between kelsey and tory and there's barely any evidence that kelsey was a shooter so that means by default you have to pick Tory, this is a trial where you have to pick somebody as the shooter because that's the way the defense presented it. They used what's called a third-party culpability defense. My guy didn't do it, but she did. You know, and basically, uh, when you're doing third-party culpability, you better have enough evidence that this other person is the shooter if you want to um, beat this case. And I don't think they they presented enough to make the jury believe Kelsey Kelsey shot. So so Kelsey's saying that her and. Uh Megan did get a fit. Well, she referred to it as a bump. We bumped, right? Yeah. So y'all, so y'all did get physical. That's one. For two, you did have GSR on you, whether y'all both had it or not. You had it also. You had it on you. So that 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 ain't enough. Well, you have to balance that with all the stuff the prosecution had for Tory. You have a, a text message you sent to Megan apologizing. You have a yeah. He crazy man. He shouldn't have been doing that. You have a phone call from jail to Kelsey apologizing. Uh, you got the gun that's found warm to the touch 
in your area in the SUV, you have um, you have inconclusive DNA, meaning you can't say it's his, you can't say it's not. So that doesn't help. Uh, what else? The, the prosecution outlined all these things. They had like a PowerPoint where they named all these things. Then they had Kelsey's, this things that you said for Kelsey. And it's just too much in Tory's direction. And I'm sure you'll say, well, he could have been apologizing in that phone call for smashing them. Because he had, he, had, he had dealings with both of them in a sexual way. You know what I'm saying? So like him saying he's sorry, like, you know what I'm saying? He didn't say he was sorry for busting on nobody. He just said he was sorry. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but then there's he all... He could have been saying he was sorry to Megan because he was trying to get up on the little the Kylie girl. Yeah. I mean, he could have been telling telling Kelsey uh, he he's sorry because he was dealing with Kelsey, but she didn't know that he was spanking down Megan. So he got reasons to why he could have been saying sorry to both of them. Yeah, we've heard, we've heard all of those explanations by the defense. Also, there was these uh, bribes that we heard from two witnesses Megan said that the guy was offering money. Kelsey says in that step September statement that he was offering money not to say anything to the police when they pull us over. So it just seemed like most of the guilt leaned toward Tory. All right. But I ain't hating. Um, if he would have got hung, if I were on the jury, I probably would have said I need a little bit more evidence. I need a little bit more evidence to, to put, put that guilty on someone. But I understand why that jury said guilty i think the prosecution really outlined that is no other person kelsey's not the shooter how many women was on that jury it was a lot of women i think See, that's that's crazy yeah it was uh i want to say seven out of the 12 were women hmm. so um so so what do you think's gonna happen to him uh at, at reception he gets he gets uh his points are determined and then after that he gets sent to where I go give him two options of what pen he go be endorsed to, and then uh, when they call him, like roll it up, you body here, like be chained up and go to the main line. But you know the pen changed since I've been there. They got tablets and all that. You know what I'm saying? So how many how many days does this process take? From uh, he just got there yesterday to where he's gonna get assigned one of these two penitentiaries. Oh yeah, you gotta wait for the counselor to come see him. That's gonna be a minute. He'll be, he'll be waiting. I don't know. I mean, it be varying. Like sometimes it be taking longer than others. I, f I forget how long I took to see the counselor. I was waiting. Like man, when he go, I'm ready to get up out of here. You know what I'm saying? Get this show on the road. But when the, when the counselor see him, and they go let him know what two prisons is the option. You know what I'm saying? His points and you know what I'm saying. Then what level prison and stuff like that. Okay, and if if he he was sentenced to ten years, if he gets that sixty six percent, let's just say six years, we'll just average it to six. Can he get anything else knocked off that six years for good behavior for programs? I, want, I, want, I don't know how much time credit he got, so you go add the time credit, and then like you got stuff in there you could do it. Like I wonder if they still got like milestones, like you'll take a class and get some. You know what I'm saying some little weeks and. Stuff like that knocked off. Though, if they still got milestones in there, you know what I'm saying. So let's say let's say they do got some milestones of this six years. From your experience, how much can these milestones knock off your time? Uh, like all right, when I was in the pen, like y'all go to school and then every time you take a test, and you test out, you knock off, you get some milestone credits, and I'm like, I think it was like a couple weeks at a time. 
Oh, they, you, you just got to keep. You know they just they feed you to the little little credits weeks at a time. Yeah, but you got to be in the, like the right like prison that 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 do that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You might be in a pen that don't 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 do that. And is the CDC required to protect you from other prisoners? Um, because I, I hear it all the time. People be getting killed in the, in the CDC. I mean, you can go do a search on this. At least. 10 or 15 people have been killed in the California state prison system in the last three or four years. So obviously they can't stop this from happening, but are they required or that's just not their job? Uh, they required because say me and Alex on the yard, we get it in and we'll go to the program office and we go sign a marriage chrono. So uh, we could both go to the, we go back to the same yard. It ain't, you know what I'm saying? So we sign that cause now you know, going back together. So something happened. It ain't on us, you know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. So they're trying to to to, to relieve themselves of any liability if something happens between me and you if we go back on the yard. Right, because we didn't did it up on the yard. We didn't fall. We had an altercation. Now, is y'all good to go back? Oh yeah, yeah, we good. Y'all sure? All right, sign this. Boom, sign the marriage chrono. Then you, you go back. So if 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 I say nah, I ain't, I ain't good. I ain't good with much. They go send you to another yard, and I'm gonna stay where I'm at. Or oh, you, know, you get to stay, and I get sent. Or wherever where they feel like doing it, they go they go split us up. But you know, if we gangsters, like man, it's good. We just we we handled our business. We go sign. We go go back. Yeah, because if if you representing your area, you ain't supposed to be telling no prison official. Nah, I got an issue with much. No, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, no. Well, you know. Uh, I hope Tory Lanez is able to uh, maintain his sanity while he's in there. I know that uh, we, we know people that have done far more time than the five or six years he's going to do. But any time is a, is a lot of time. You know, from my perspective, if you got to sit down for a year, that's a lot of time. Especially for him. He rich. He ain't used to doing all the time. He went, went from a, a mansion to being a high power. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, now he's about to go to what they call the big house. And do you have any idea of what two prisons he might be assigned? Because there's 30 prisons. It's just, is that impossible? A lot of them celebrities go to CMC. Okay. Like like back then, that's where uh, uh, Suge Knight was. Like, not this time, but you know what I'm saying? Back then, he went to CMC. And I heard stories. He bought cable for the whole yard. Like, you know what I'm saying? He got cable. I don't know how he pulled that off. But, like, a lot of them, because that's a like a, a that, that CMC... I can't imagine they got keys to the cell. Like, I don't know. That, that's crazy to me. But, but like, it, like a lot of celebrities go to CMC. Now I remember when DeAndre Bonds, the actor, was in prison. He was in Ironwood, and he he didn't he didn't PC up. Yeah, he did eventually. Oh, eventually he did. Yeah, I was. That's the prison I was in. Uh, did you ever cross paths with? I think he was. Oh, no, there. no, no. I wasn't there when he was there. Okay. But I heard a story. Something like he told somebody like, "I'm not a gangster. I just play one on TV or something like that." But that's true though. He never he never banged a day in his life. Yeah, he was raised in the swans. He he, he didn't bang from, from what I know, but you ain't gotta go PC, bro. I don't respect that from nobody. I thought he, but I know he he was walking walking the main line for a while, but I guess something happened. I think he was getting it was just too much for him to deal with. Right at some point, and he's a little dude, and he don't got no backing. He don't got the backing of IFG. He don't got the backing of of a hood, you know. But it's been celebrities that go to jail and they be cool, man. I mean, I know Drew Down ain't considered like a a, a list celebrity, but Drew Drew Down was all in the county jail, mainlining. Oh yeah, Drew Down crazy though. Oh man, Trady, <laughs> Trady was in the county jail, mainlining. Oh, then yeah. 
And then when Trey to go to the penitentiary, he got it for the Long Beach card. It, he, he, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, with the truck. Yeah, definitely. Trey, he a gangster. Like, like, I don't respect nobody going PC. But what if it's somebody like a Tory Lanez, though? I don't respect it because you was out here violent as hell. You just punched on uh, August Alstane before you went went in. Oh, yeah, that's true. You, you know what I'm saying? He was trying to be a little gangster when he was out here. So keep that same energy. All right, man. All right, let me tap in with one more thing here. Um, there's a new documentary that's just dropping today on Tubi about uh, Eric Holder trial, the Nipsey Hussle Eric Holder situation. And what's crazy is Eric Holder is in Delano right now where Tory Lanez is at. But I think, here's a question I got. Eric Holder already went through the whole reception process, but they assigned him to stay in Delano, I guess on another yard. So Delano also serves as a prison as well. It's a reception and it got a main line. Yep. Yeah. So uh, do you know if that main line is a PC main line um, in Delano? They got PCRs on in, in all prisons these days because, you know, they overpopulating the GP. Yeah. And that's why all these 50-50 yards is coming about now because it's kind of it's getting out of hand. Yeah, I don't. I I haven't been able to figure out what happened to Eric Holder. Uh, I heard a couple rumors on the internet, but I can't confirm them, so I can't really speak on that. Uh, I will try to find out uh, what Eric Holder's status is on uh, what prison yard he's in. But um, he's in Delano, where Tory Lanez just landed in reception, and a brand new documentary called Behind the Crime just dropped on Tubi. And uh, let me play. Let me play a short little clip, and, and we'll talk about it real quick. This is uh, this is from the the Tubi page. Boy testified that when Eric. Well, let, let me pause real quick. Let me also just say that I'm actually in the documentary. Um, they interviewed me for this documentary because I was in the in the trial. I, I covered the trial uh, extensively, so I'm pl I'm playing a clip of me. In that conversation that Eric Holder and Nipsey Hussle had. Cowboy testified that when Eric Holder and Nipsey Hussle was having that conversation, that Nipsey Hussle brought up the topic of paperwork. Paperwork meaning that there's information regarding Eric Holder cooperating in a previous case. When you use the term paperwork, you're implying that snitching has occurred. Cowboy testified that it really wasn't a snitch conversation. In fact, Nipsey never said snitch. So he was trying to downplay the severity of that conversation while the defense was saying, wait up. This can get you killed, can get you hurt, can get you beat, can't it? So did Cowboy want to kind of protect Nipsey? Um, during Cowboy's testimony, I would say that he was definitely downplaying the snitch slash paperwork conversation because he just didn't want to make Nipsey look bad. He didn't want to make it look like the last thing that Nipsey did in his life before he was killed was question some, some low-life guy about paperwork. All right, we'll stop it right there. That's a short clip, and, and I know you got an opinion on- I disagree, on, I disagree with your opinion. Yeah, definitely. Um, when I, well, let, let me just explain a little bit more my opinion. I, just, I felt that Cowboy had so much love for Nip that he didn't want to be in court basically saying that this you know celebrity rapper that is at the top of his game is actually out there politicking with this dude that really doesn't even hold nothing in the neighborhood and because of that politicking he got smoked i don't think cowboy wanted to really kind of um show that's how he went out 
I think he wanted to just give give Nipsey Hussle a a better a, a better representation. So he basically said he nah he didn't he didn't say anything about snitching and he downplayed it for those reasons. What is your position on that? And, and uh, just a disclaimer, because you know every time I say anything on the subject of Nipsey or whatever, it hit different or whatever. But listen, this, this ain't no disrespect to nobody or whatever. It's just my opinion. But as far as Cowboy go, he he know that that the snitch conversation was a pivotal part of the case. Did not decide whether it's murder one or manslaughter. You know, manslaughter carry what? Thir- the Fifteen to life. Fifteen to life, man. No, no, manslaughter actually doesn't even carry life. It's like eleven. Eleven, or 12 eleven years. is the max on a manslaughter. All right, and 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 uh, and also in that same documentary, they said he was the second most valuable witness. You know what I mean? And and the only people that could sit in on this this snitch conversation would have been Rand Paul, which he didn't come. You know what I mean? Uh, Carrie Lathan wasn't there at the time in the conversation, so he was he was important. To, to the to the uh, prosecution and Eric Holder already they already they know that he that he killed them you know what I mean he's not denying that he did that his thing was that on top of that he got mental health problems for one and then a a, a, a crime of passion because you called him a snitch and that could get you hurt out here and that's the reason why he did what he did and what's called he just knocked down that whole defense by saying he he never had that conversation to that degree. So I think that was his whole mission because he didn't want the dude to get back out. You know what I mean? That was his way of getting justice for his friend. Okay, so let me get this straight. So as opposed to what I said, he just wanted to clean up Nipsey and not have him look like he was doing some street shit in front of the world. You're saying, nah, he went in there to make sure that Eric Holder got convicted for first degree as opposed to getting that manslaughter. Right. Okay. Right, exactly. Because, I mean, without that conversation... You, 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 uh, what you got? Well, you know what? Both could be true because, uh, what's the, what's the young lady name? Bernita Nicholson. She said that she heard something about a snitch conversation. Yeah. Uh, Cowboy's reaction to that will be she only heard one minute of the four minute conversation. So it was, it, it did get brought up. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. he, he, he wanted to knock that down. He wanted to knock their defense down. You know what I mean? Well, you know what? I agree with you, but I also agree with me. I think both could be true that I think Cowboy has so much love for Nip. He didn't he didn't want a court a documented court case to focus on Nipsey Hustle politicking another guy from sixties over some paperwork. That wouldn't have did nothing to his legacy. They still gonna look at Nipsey Hustle the way they look at him. You know what I mean? Correct. The streets so, the streets ain't gonna look at him, but uh, uh, the outsiders are gonna be like, damn, this guy's a multi million dollar rapper and he's politicking this nobody over Paperwork? They saying the same thing about him being in his parking lot, being a multi-millionaire, you know what I'm saying? Why why was he there? You know what I'm saying? They go they go say something regardless, but he knocked down the defense defense, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, Eric Carter, he turned himself into uh, one of them little cuckoo places. He, they, they the defense knew what they, they, they approached and he just, he attacked it. Yeah, though in the documentary they 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 talk about him turning himself into that facility. I believe they said that uh, someone in his family told him to turn himself in there, so that you could peacefully surrender to the police. Because you know how the LAPD is, man. They, they might just air you out if they think you got a strap. If they, they just heard you had 
two straps. You just shot Nipsey with two straps. They on high alert. Then you, they might just kill you if they find you first. So he decided, let me turn myself in. Let let me find them as opposed to them finding me. Um, because uh, shoot, how many uh, how many killings? Hey, you I said I don't think he had nowhere to go. And he, when he turned himself in, he said he had the same clothes on. Yeah, I mean he could have just walked into a police station. You know, if you're gonna turn yourself in, you could walk into a police station with your hands up and say, "Hey, I want to surrender myself." But where did he walk into? A mental health facility. That part. He yeah, man. The whole defense. He turned himself into a mental health place, which I heard he got a history of having mental health problems. And then they wanted to say the snitch conversation triggered him. You know what I'm saying? Because you know that that will get you hurt out here. Yeah, I think that um, that might have been strategic. But is he that smart? You know, he was advised to do that. Yeah, he was. So, uh, hey, this it's going to be an interesting documentary on Tubi. It's called Behind the Crime. I'm in it. Uh, you'll see interviews from the defense attorney. You'll see interviews from the prosecutor. Uh, detective Cedric Washington is interviewed. He's the lead detective. And um, there's a couple other folks in it. So uh, tap in with that on Tubi. And where can they tap in with you, Munchie B? Uh, y'all can tap in with me on Instagram. It's MB underscore the mayor. It's MB underscore T-H-A mayor. And uh, same thing on Twitter. Just tap in. Have you ever had an issue where Instagram was uh, suspending your account over the years? I can't, I can't uh, monetize no more. Can you go live on your Instagram? I go live. They they suspended that for a minute where I couldn't do that, but I can't I can't monetize no more because uh Crip Maclow Psychic, she she reported one of my posts and I can't monetize no more. Yeah, Instagram been tripping, man. I, they're I, too sensitive. Yeah, they they're super sensitive. And also with Facebook, because it's all owned by the same company. I lost my one of my Instagram accounts, uh, street.television. If there's anybody else out there that knows how to get back uh, accounts, uh, please tap in with me. I'd love to get that account. I had 50,000 50, followers on that one, and just they just zapped it. Uh, but hopefully I'll get, get that one back. But, yeah, tap in with, with Munchie on Instagram. And also, help me get the right to monetize back, man. Come on, dude. Oh, yeah, we'll, fi we'll figure that out. We got to figure this stuff out because Instagram just be – they're out of control, man. We're we trying to do business over here, and they're, they're impeding our progress with, with some of their little uh, rules and regulations. Right. All right. Also, um, make sure you tap in with uh, Munchie B's podcast, Rich at Heart, with Mariah Hayes. And uh, you can find me – at street tv on the youtube channel and uh, eventually we will drop some video clips of this episode that you're listening to now on the street tv youtube page you could also tap in with me at alex alonso 101 both on twitter and instagram and thanks for listening to another fire episode of streets and scholars